Welcome to the Dig In Travel Podcast, where travel and other digital professionals level up their marketing skills by listening to the top industry experts. And now, here's your host, Istok Franco, founder of DigInTravel.com, your number one resource for travel, digital, e-commerce, and marketing. Hi, this is Istok, and you're listening to episode 40 of the Dig In Travel Podcast. Today, we have a really great show for you because Henry and I talked to Jake Maloney, who is a senior manager e-commerce at Frontier Airlines. Jake has a long background in many different digital and e-commerce areas, and he provided so many great little nuggets, or how I would call them, great digital knowledge bombs. Jake talked about Frontier's digital and e-commerce organization. He talked about what drives Frontier's ancillary revenue success, and he explained how their e-commerce team works with revenue management and pricing on their merchandising initiatives. Jake also talked about personalization, targeting, testing and experimentation, especially with their pricing models. And Jake explained the ideation process for building complex but great digital products like their subscription products, Discount Den and Kids Fly Free. So, Really tons of actionable insights for you to apply to your airline marketing and e-commerce. And I hope you'll find this episode as useful as I did. Now, let's jump into our chat with Jake and Henry. Hi, Jake. Hi, Henry. Welcome to the Digging Trail podcast. Hello. Hi, it's Todd. Uh, Jake, thanks for taking the time to join us. We're thrilled to have you uh, with us, um, especially given Frontier Airlines' strong performance in digital commerce. Uh, Before we get into talking about Frontier specifically, you have a fascinating, very broad, very deep background in marketing. So I'm wondering if perhaps you could just share with us a little bit about your marketing uh, background and tell us what made you want to go from uh, all of that to join an airline? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So I started years and years ago in in creative, um, more specifically in print, Uh, very quickly realized that things were going digital and and interactive. And so I moved into the web space and, uh, you know, designed and built websites for a number of years. Uh, transitioned to the email side of things for for a number of years and kind of did the whole gamut of email uh, marketing from, you know, design, development, uh, deployment, post-deployment analytics. Uh, Moved back to the IT side of things for a little while and um, did some uh, product ownership and business analysis uh, and then moved back to the marketing side on on e-commerce. You know, I kind of made those jumps um, to bridge a lot of the gaps between, you know, marketing and IT. Um, it, it certainly made a lot of sense from a, you know, a product lifecycle perspective. And so it, uh, you know, it really bridge, bridges those gaps. Um, and then, you know, the airline industry is extremely fascinating. I've always loved traveling and, and flying, um, but you don't really understand what it takes to actually fly until you're inside the industry. And so, um, you know, the, the, the opportunity was very intriguing and I didn't realize just how intriguing it would be once I was finally kind of in the inner circle and 
you know, you learn every day. I've, I've been with Frontier for about four and a half years, and uh, I learn something new almost every day. And so it, you know, certainly keeps you on your toes. And um, it's, it's a fascinating industry. It is. I think what's interesting, though, Jake, is that you bring to this the creative side, the email marketing side, the web design side, the IT side. So as you're sitting in your seat, it sounds like you're able to look at challenges and problems and think through solutions from a number of different uh, uh, approaches, if you will, you know, different components that go into uh, solving a problem, selling a product, um, serving a customer and so on. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. Yeah, indeed. That is, that is fair. Um, you know, uh, coming from outside of the airline industry certainly gives you um, a, 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 the true view into the customer and the end user. And so it really is all about not just providing um, a great customer experience from a digital perspective, but the entire journey, whether that be um, driving to the airport, sitting on the plane, getting to your, uh, your ultimately to your final destination and, and kind of that full journey that the customer experiences. And so it's, it goes far and beyond digital. And so I think certainly my experience brings a lot of that to bear. And, and then obviously on the technical side of things, um, you know, airlines operate on a lot of different um, systems, some of which are very legacy based. And so, there's a lot of technological hurdles to overcome when you're thinking through really, really great uh, integrated customer experiences. My background is similar to yours, Jake. So I worked in IT in airline and then moved to e-commerce and marketing. So I can relate a little bit to what you're telling me. When you're talking about IT and technical integrations and a lot of comes to also building digital products, is uh, digital product web development part of your your e-commerce team, or is uh, this a separate team that you work together with? That that falls into my team. Yes. So we own uh, you know the full product gamut and customer experience for the website and the mobile application. So Jake, I'm curious: Are you is your group part of marketing? Is it is e-commerce at Frontier a standalone department, or is it part of IT or marketing or some other organizational group? It is part of marketing, which also rolls into the commercial division. Um, but we are the main conduit to IT um, for marketing and, the, and really the entire organization. Understood. So what, you know, I'm, you know, Frontier is an e-commerce powerhouse. Uh, um, in your most recent Q1 earnings release, the company announced that it is selling now an average of $69.28 in ancillary products per passenger with a goal of potentially $70 this calendar quarter. That's an enormous amount of optional products. I'm assuming that the website is the primary distribution channel for the airline. Uh, uh, but I'm wondering if maybe you can help us understand how Frontier gets to a point where you are so successful in attaching so much to the shopping cart beyond just the base fare. Yeah, absolutely. We, we are indeed um, 
one of the most successful in selling ancillary and, and bringing in that revenue. Uh, and, you know, it, there's a lot of moving parts to that, but I think, um, you know, a big part of that is really thinking through how we merchandise things and when we merchandise things, but also, um, you know, pricing variations and, and really intelligently thinking through um, how pricing kind of affects that attachment and, and the propensity of the customer to ultimately convert. Um, so there, again, there's a lot of moving parts to that, but, but it's, it's, you know, primarily pricing strategy and merchandising um, decisions. So I'm curious, as you go through this and you're thinking it through, are you able to target customers with certain types of products? Are you able to get at personalized uh, offers or personalized targeting with uh, uh, the ancillary products that you, you sell to customers? We aren't doing that today from a from a product perspective. And so I think that kind of alludes to the magic of the customer experience that we have today and the pricing structure that we utilize. Um, because we're not able to test those things, we are actually making some pretty big movements just from minor user experience tweaks and pricing strategy. Uh, we do have that on our roadmap, but, but again, I think it really boils down to uh, we do utilize dy dynamic pricing um, and kind of cohort analysis. And so a lot of that is is one-to-one uh, -one, um, and one-to-many based. Is experimentation a big part of this, trying to learn about what works and what not? Absolutely. And those, those uh, decisions are made multiple times a day, actually. So there are, there are pricing models and variations that, that are constantly being iterated through. And going back to your background and your organization, when you said, okay, web design, user experience design, and e-commerce and uh, merchandising on the other hand, how do you maintain the balance between both? Because I think that's the challenge for me, because basically you're like having two hats, right? You want to increase the e-commerce, increase the conversions, the attachment rate, but on the other hand, you want to look long-term about a smooth uh, and the best possible digital user experience. It, it, is, it is difficult. It is difficult, and there is a very fine balance. You know, on one side of the, on one hand, you have... Um, people very concerned with the bottom line and just bringing in revenue. And on the other side, you've got to balance good customer experience. Um, and so it's, it's a constant kind of um, um, alignment, I guess you could say. Jake, I'm curious, you know, with products are, I presume the product ideas come from your colleagues who have more of a marketing background or marketing focus rather than, strictly e-commerce is that fair um somewhat i think um we we work really really closely with the pricing and revenue management team who own um kind of the ancillary side of things from a you know a product and pricing perspective with that said um you've got to have that constant contact and collaboration between them when it comes to how you display how you offer how you how and when um, you, you offer those things um, and then what part of the flow. And so there's, there's constant collaboration between those, th those two teams. 
Right. So you mentioned before merchandising and you just touched on it again. And I'm curious, you know, are you finding that you now need to have different kinds of content to sell, whether it's rich content or more or less descriptive uh, uh, con uh, content or something else to connect with the customer and encourage that individual to make that purchase compared to a few years ago? Sure. Yeah. And as you probably know, there's a, a lot of psychology that go in, goes into marketing, right? And so there is certainly content strategy, verbiage strategy, whether that's, you know, content, whether that's imagery or text. Um, and there's a very fine balance between um, making something attractive for purchase and also educating the customer on why they may need that specific product uh, to ultimately have you know the best experience throughout their journey, um, and so it's 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 certainly a fine balance. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I brought up the education factor, and that is truly that you know in the United States, uh, a, the ULCC model has been around for a little while, but people are still learning. It's not like in Europe how it's been around for years, right? And so uh, you cert it's. You know, education is very important because you want to make sure that the customer knows what they what, what to expect at any point in their journey. You never want them to show up to the airport not knowing that they had to pay for something that they've already brought with them. And so, um, again, it's a very fine balance between um, communicating the, the, you know, the importance of being prepared for their trip um, and, and why they should be purchasing these products that they're seeing on, on any given page. Uh, of the website and the digital experience. And I'm, I'm curious, Jake, if you can share the relationship that, you know, uh, may exist in terms of post-purchase merchandising, retailing, and so on, whether that's through the website or text or mobile, the mobile app or something else. Sure. Are you, is Frontier able to take advantage of the opportunity that exists in between the time the customer completes the transaction on the website and the time she or he takes off uh, to sell more products, whether it's your own products or those part products that are your partners, third parties that you work with, et cetera. Absolutely. Uh, you know, as, as you guys know, the airline industry is not a typical e-commerce selling engine. Right. And that there, there isn't just one time when you can actually upsell or purchase something there's essentially three different e-commerce purchasing flows that is initial booking uh, manage my booking and the check-in flow and so those provide ample opportunity for you to really uh, drive home that conversion all the way up until somebody has now boarded the flight jake I want to go back a little bit to product ideation process that Henry touched upon. And when we talk about more complex solutions and products like your subscription product, like Discount Den or Kids Flight Free, how does ideation and then, let's say, design for more complex product like this uh, start? Is it from user research? Is it internally from ancillary team? Is it from everybody involved? I see you smiling. so. <laughs> It's, it's a little bit of both. Um, Kids Fly Free was a different beast than, than I think we were all uh, prepared for. 
while we did ultimately successfully launch that, it, and it turned into a really great um, value to the customer and, and the Discount Dem program, um, there were a ton of te- technological hurdles that need, needed to be overcome uh, to come to bring that to fruition. Um, but yeah, so the process is usually uh, somebody, whether that's ancillary team or the loyalty team, has an idea in their mind. It could also come from executive leadership, of course. And we are tasked with figuring out the how and, the, and, and not necessarily the why all the time, but definitely the how. Um, and so you really just get in a room and you start whiteboarding and mapping things out and looking at the various scenarios. And with Kids Fly Free, we really had to kind of think outside the box. Um, you know, being, being highly regulated, you can't, you can't say something is free unless it's tr- truly free. Um, a lot of times, you know, airlines will advertise something as a buy one, get one or something similar, but then you still have to pay the taxes and fees. And so that was a big, a big hurdle to overcome that, that we successfully did indeed overcome. And then on the other side of that is the customer experience. I, I think what we've, we've certainly shown um, through the Kids Fly Free program and, and also other discount den improvements is that simple user experience and merchandising tweaks can have very, very big impacts uh, for the customer and the company's bottom line. Um, you know, we, we recently did a kind of a re- redesign and overhaul of the discount den uh, upsell experience through booking and the profile page. Uh, and, it, and it had a major impact. It, uh, we initially saw a 50 or 60% increase in discount den signups and renewals. And that was just from minor user experience tweaks. Uh, and again, so it really showcases that thinking through the customer experience and making those small tweaks and making sure that you're iterating constantly just based on kind of user feedback is really important and can have really big impacts. That's fascinating. That's also very impressive. Congratulations. Do you do the user testing in-house or do you use a lab or, you know, how do you go about that? Historically, we haven't actually done a whole lot of user testing. It's something that we're definitely starting to embrace a lot more of and and try to kind of incorporate into our our process. Um, So a lot of it is kind of internal uh, every once in a while, we'll, we'll prototype some things and take that home to have our significant others or our friends and colleagues kind of run through and give us their their thoughts and, and you know, uh, their feedback. Um, but yeah, we're not doing a whole lot of heavy user testing at the moment. But again, it's something we, we certainly have on our roadmap and we would like to do more of. Yeah, Jake, I'm curious uh, also, you know, when, when customers get to the destination, obviously that's where they spend the majority of their time. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, our research shows that customers will spend 60% or more of their travel budget in the destination, depending on where they're traveling and how they're traveling and so on. Um, uh, so with so much money at stake, if you will, uh, uh, is Frontier Airlines trying to do more to sell products and services from partners to customers when they're in destination? Because that seems like an enormous opportunity and you know where your well, not literally where your customers will be, but you know they will be in or close to a certain geographic market. Um, Absolutely. Um, 
you know, so I'm just curious if there are opportunities that you're trying to take advantage of to grow that that sixty nine dollars in ancillary <laughs> revenue. Uh, yes, uh, that is more. that is top of mind as, uh, now more than ever um, as as we start to move into you know the third quarter of, of this year. Uh, those third party partnerships and offerings are are a big item for us to focus on, whether that's hotels or cars or expanding those relationships, making sure that we're uh, offering those and, and more um, steps of the flow um, and at, at more frequently during the journey throughout the customer's life cycle. And so, um, you know, certainly hotels uh, and cars are, are massive opportunities. And, you know, you can certainly boil it down to a, a testing in various markets. You know, if you're headed to Orlando, big opportunity for some hotel upsells there, right? Or car, especially uh, cars as well. Um, Las Vegas, also another uh, big opportunity for hotel sales, maybe not so much cars. But uh, yeah, I think there's uh, tons of opportunity there. And definitely on our, our roadmap. CETA is the air transport industry's IT provider, delivering solutions for airlines, airports, aircraft, and governments. Our technology powers more seamless, safe, and sustainable air travel. With around 2,500 customers, CETA's solutions drive operational efficiencies of more than 1,000 airports while delivering the promise of the connected aircraft to customers of 18,000 aircraft globally. CETA also provides a technology solution that helps airlines worldwide bring their cabin crew into the digital era with an all-in-one digitalization tool. CrewTab, the tablet application for cabin crew, transforms daily airline operations from the ground up, unlocking the highest level of resource optimization, ultimate cost savings, innovative revenue generation opportunities, and maximum passenger satisfaction. One thing here, Jake, I wanted to ask you, about some of the biggest challenges are you facing now as a working in e-commerce but let me turn this around so one of the challenges that i see let me try to see if this is opportunity <laughs> so one of the challenges i see and a lot of people talk about now is the third party data third party cookies and how it complicates targeting and all this stuff but what we just talked and what henry mentioned in in destination marketing, and this this is maybe where airlines has an advantage because they, you have the first party data for this. Is this something that you, that you look at it, or how do you look at the the whole challenge of data and tracking? Yeah, I think data is certainly a challenge, and will continue to be so more more and more as you know privacy takes more foothold on on any industry that that is heavily reliant on data. Uh, you know, I think airlines have historically kind of flown under the radar on a lot of the, the privacy stuff that's happening uh, simply because uh, we have to collect that data so that you can fly. And airlines have, have tons of data. There's no shortage of data. There's, there's, there's mm -hmm. more than we could ever imagine to use. I think where we struggle is compiling it in a digestible format so that we can use it intelligently. And so as we kind of look forward to our roadmap, it really is about not the data collection, but the aggregation of making it digestible, uh, putting it in a format that we can really utilize it intelligently. Um, 
And so that's probably the biggest hurdle from a data perspective. Right. And I think we can probably overcome through a combination of technology and um, having the right people that can focus on it and really aggregate the data in a, in a truly um, intelligent way. Yeah, and I think here the the industry challenges will basically force us to be better because yeah. now it was probably the simplest just to apply the third-party cookie and continue tracking, retargeting people. Now I think we will need to start be smarter with the data, the first party data that we already have. And like you said, that airlines probably have more than the typical e-commerce or let's say typical business. Absolutely. Jake, do you find that you're able to leverage loyalty or other data uh, to in ways that, that help you counter for some of the challenges with the cookies and so on in in reaching to, you know, at least your known customers? Absolutely. Loyalty is a, is a big opportunity there. Um, you know, whether that be through, uh, you know, our, our co-branded credit card or the discount den program, uh, you know, those are fully integrated customers that, um, know the airline very well, are very loyal to the airline and, and certainly have, ample opportunity to um, not just extract value from, but provide value to. Uh, so it's certainly a two-way street of opportunity there. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm curious also, you know, the, the Discount Den subscription program uh, uh, certainly gives you a unique relationship with those customers. Do you find that the people who engage in, you know, who subscribe to the Discount Den engage with Frontier in different ways compared to the general population or even some of your more loyal frequent flyers? Or is there an overlap between Discount Den members and your more loyal frequent flyers? There's definitely some, there's definitely a fair amount of overlap um, when you sign up for discount, then you automatically also become a Frontier Miles member. Uh, so tons of overlap there. And and then there's further integration with the kind of co-branded credit card holders, uh, especially on the Frontier Miles side. So lots of overlap for sure. Um, but I do, yeah, I do really think that those customers are interacting with us differently than, you know, the typical um, person that just flies once a year um, maybe twice a year. Um, Discount Den is obviously a very family-friendly and oriented product, and so you certainly have a lot of families um, that utilize that program. Um, and then you add layered-on benefits of, you know, um, kids fly free and friends fly free, uh, family pooling, where you can actually kind of share your mileage through the Frontier Miles program with family members, um, and so. Certainly, very uh, a, a very good way to stay close to those customers and, and make sure that that you're kind of retaining them and, and maximizing that light, lifetime value. And Jake, you know, I know you're not responsible for the onboard product, but I am curious if you feel there are opportunities to do more to pre-sell perhaps certain things. Uh, excluding seats, which I know you're selling already, 
uh, mm -hmm. as part of the ancillary portfolio. But is there an opportunity to pre-sell customers on things to make their in-flight journey that much more enjoyable beyond the seat or the seat upgrade? Uh, is there a way, you know, is there an opportunity to pre-sell them vouchers, for example, for food and beverage uh, items or anything else that's sold on the plane or whatever else may be available? Yeah, I think there is, there's certainly opportunity to be had there. Um, and it is something that we've, we've talked about uh, a fair amount of times. There are, uh, you know, hurdles that would need to be overcome to, to kind of really um, bring that to fruition. Um, we, we've started to um, integrate new point of sale systems, which, which will certainly help. Uh, in that regard. And then, you know, some, some catering hurdles that would probably need to be overcome when you talk about pre-purchasing food items and beverages. Um, but you bring up an interesting point about the voucher stuff, certainly another thing that we've talked about. So I think there is opportunity there, but uh, it's something that, that I don't know that we're quite ready to venture into just yet, but um, certainly something we talk about. Okay. And one, you know, I'm curious, you know, we are sitting now, we're recording this in June of 2022. We have all gone through uh, uh, a very tough couple of years. In doing some research earlier with some airlines, one thing I've heard from several carriers, including ULCCs, uh, uh, is that passengers now seem to be more willing to uh, purchase more flexible fare products. Uh, as well as what the airline might consider to be a premium uh, cabin product that may be an extra legroom seat, uh, mm -hmm. uh, a premium economy type seat, or whatever the airline may have on offer. I'm curious if Frontier has seen anything similar, uh, you know, with your customers. Um, uh, are they willing to trade up more now? whether it's for comfort, for flexibility, for control, or anything else compared to perhaps the way they were uh, purchasing Frontier products before COVID emerged? Yeah, I think when it comes to the, the seating products, obviously we've only got kind of one um, um, premium seat product, which is stretch seating. I think the propensity to buy that has has gone up substantially. And then, you know, again, as we start to kind of uh, iterate through our pricing decisions and kind of the the, uh, the way that we price those seats, it can only get any better, right? The, uh, as, you know, when we start utilizing data and more intelligently optimize pricing, I think that, that will help in that regard. Uh, when it comes to... Um, other products like flexibility, yes, uh, people are certainly buying um, products that give them more flexibility, whether that be our flight flexibility product, which allows you to uh, one free change um, of flight. And then, of, of course, we offer uh, insurance, which is uh, through AIG. And so I, I think, yeah, we have seen an increase in that, especially given, you know, uh, the pandemic and, and those sorts of things. So I think uh, people are 
certainly thinking about travel and flying differently than they were pre-COVID. So it's allowed us to kind of step back and reevaluate, again, how we merchandise and optimize from a pricing and, and, and product offering perspective. Jake, now you talked about change, let's say, customer behavior because of the COVID. Why did you see change the most in the way you do e-commerce? Maybe because of COVID. You know, I think what we're seeing is people just want to get out and go anywhere. <laughs> and so it's it's certainly brought an influx of not only customers that we maybe wouldn't have seen before, uh, but the numbers have have. I think, in my opinion, have rebounded much faster than anyone could have possibly thought that they would. Um, and then, too, when people started to realize that it really was safe to fly, that the air is actually much cleaner in an airplane than it is in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Once they know, you know, that uh, comfortability uh, aspect mm-hmm. is there, and you, you've really assured them that their health and safety is kind of top of mind, and they're safe to fly, uh, you start to see that 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 influx of excitement to get on a plane and go somewhere instead of sitting in your house locked in your basement. And you see with this <laughs> with this demand, yeah, that rebounded faster. One thing that I'm seeing when we talk with uh, different, let's say, e-commerce people, especially on the customer acquisition side, on the advertising side, is that they are much faster, more agile in demand analysis and planning. We were used to the whole planning, the, from the route planning to pricing, then to marketing and campaigns, used to be more like seasonal, and now we see much shorter cycles. Did you see this as well? We did see that. Um, we also noticed that people are are starting to book much further out, which was interesting, um, and so it's kind of extending that booking window um, has has helped. So that was an interesting change in customer behavior as well. I think to me, your comment that passengers are booking further out reflects greater confidence in their ability to travel compared Absolutely. to perhaps the past couple of years. Uh, Jake, I'm curious, is, uh, Frontier, uh, has Frontier embraced a hybrid work environment? Are you able to work completely from home? We are. We have embraced a hybrid model. Uh, I come into the office three days a week. Um, so management and, and above is in uh, more often than not, um, but we're pretty flexible, especially myself on my team. You know, I allow kind of my people the freedom to do what they need to do. If, if you know, if they're having something's going on and they need to work from home at any given day, you know, I'm, I'm flexible about that. So the, the reason I ask is I'm just curious because E-commerce is so central to the airline. You, you know, work with marketing, you work with pricing and revenue management. You know, uh, you, you, the, what, what you do affects the airports and, and customer service and so many other departments. Yeah. Uh, I'm just curious how you all are finding the collaboration process now uh, uh, yeah. and uh, how you've adjusted, if at all, for the new way that we're working to have the same level of closeness and creativity and responsiveness that you had 
before COVID hit? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think what we've found is that um, collaboration is quite interesting when you're in a virtual world. We were so used to being in person and having that, that personal interaction while collaborating. And there was a ton of value to be had to being able to just pop down to somebody's cube or their office or desk and talk through something really quick. Um, and so we adapted to this very virtual world. I think we've shown that, that it can certainly be done. Um, and then now we're back to kind of this weird hybrid thing where you're realizing I'm not as efficient when I'm in the office and there's a lot more distractions. It's harder to multitask. So we got really used to being able to multitask and do a million things when you're on a call uh, while still kind of trying to engage and, and interact. Uh, and then you come into the office and it's like, oh, wait, now I can't multitask. I'm in, I'm sitting in front of somebody. Yeah, I can't just you know be plugging away on this or that while I'm talking to them. So it's been an interesting transition. Um, and and I, I think we're still getting used to that hybrid uh, model. Um, but yeah, going back to collaboration, it's we're, we're highly collaborative. I love uh, the human interaction. And I think there's a lot of value there when you're thinking strategically or just whiteboarding or, or what have you. Um, and so I, I really enjoy coming to the office more often than not. Um, but again, that's that's just me. Some, some other people don't want to come into the office and so they <laughs> I've actually had a, a couple of employees that moved back to their hometowns uh, during the pandemic and they're fully remote. So we're, we're trying to embrace it all and, and figure it out as we go, I guess. One thing, Jake, at the end, uh, and we touched so the future of work environment, but what we talk a lot about on this podcast and the Intrail is also, let's say, future airline digital skills. What I see out there, and e-commerce skills. What I see out there, a lot of new airlines are hiring, a lot of new roles. And I've seen on LinkedIn, you've, you've been pretty active in learning on LinkedIn, uh, learning yes. platforms. So that's that's always good to see. So from your perspective, what are the most intriguing and let's say the most important uh, future skill set for a good airline e-commerce person? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, there's a lot of buzzwords out there and, and not just the airline, but the e-commerce space and, and web technology. And so I think optimization and testing is is really big. Um, uh, we try to be really careful when we talk about optimization and multivariate testing, because again, they are buzzwords. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you, when you think about providing highly personalized one-to-one -one experiences in real time, to customers, I think that's going to be a really big moment for us when we start embracing that and really um, um, diving into that. Um, I think another aspect uh, is the day of travel experience, which most airlines don't don't do a, a great job at. And so I think there's tons of opportunity in the day of travel and self service. Um, you know whether that be you know, fully moving away from kiosks at the airport, you know, we walk around every day with a kiosk in our pocket. And so how do we truly empower our customers to self-service, um, you know, lower our footprint at the airport, which has massive cost savings uh, uh, implications, right? Um, 
And I think that's another thing in the shift of customer behavior that we've seen is they don't necessarily want to talk to somebody at the airport. They don't, they don't want to always have to interact with somebody. And so really empowering them to do what they need to do with the technology that they have on them um, and providing those really optimized and personalized experiences for each customer is, I think, really the, the driving force. Um, you'll hear a lot of people talk about like augmented reality and all of that stuff. I think those, in my opinion, those things are a little gimmicky and I don't really see a ton of value and quite possibly one of those things that will eventually fade out and go away. But um, yeah, I think, uh, again, I think it really boils down to the mobile app experience and, and thinking mobile first, uh, continuing to move through that, uh, through that future viewpoint. Jake, if your fairy godmother said to you, Jake, I can grant you three wishes in terms of improving e-commerce, digital commerce at Frontier, what would your three wishes be? Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, no free wishes in our industry, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> you can wish for free. You gotta make one. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, if, if I were to be real about that, it would be give me some resources and uh, and the money to do everything that I ever dreamed of. Uh, no, I think, you know, delivering a best-in-class mobile app experience for our customers and a new best-in-class uh, web experience for our customers, those would certainly be at the top of my list. Thanks. Thanks. Before we go, I have one last question from me. Frontier is known for the different animals on the tail fins of the plane. I'm curious if you have a favorite animal. I think I'm going to go with you, the manatee. And, and okay. it's not just because manatees are, are, are awesome, but uh, the name just cracks me up every time I say it. You, yeah, there you go. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's good. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. This was great. Yeah, thank you, guys. This was this was really fun. I, I appreciate it. Good, Jake. Well, thank you very much. We've enjoyed it. We really appreciate you taking the time, especially given all the work that you've got going on uh, at Frontier. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. Pleasure to talking to you guys. Okay. CETA is the air transport industry's IT provider, delivering solutions for airlines, airports, aircraft and government. Our technology powers more seamless, safe and sustainable air travel. With around 2,500 customers, CETA's solutions drive operational efficiencies of more than 1,000 airports while delivering the promise of the connected aircraft to customers of 18,000 aircraft globally. CETA also provides a technology solution that helps airlines worldwide bring their cabin crew into the digital era with an all-in-one digitalization tool. CrewTab, the tablet application for cabin crew, transforms daily airline operations from the ground up, unlocking the highest level of resource optimization, ultimate cost savings, innovative revenue generation opportunities, and maximum passenger satisfaction.